0: Welcome back to running through the a um, we're back after a couple of weeks of being off due to a bunch of stuff but we're back and we're excited to be back and we have a very special guest Nicole Musselman she is the founder and CEO of cook and uh, the 33 nine brand and she's also the sister of Razorback head basketball coach Eric Musselman so thank you for joining us how are you I'm great how are you very great.
1: Ironic yeah. enough we had Danielle as our last, um our last guest so I guess we're keeping it in the keeping it in the Keep family it. with this one
2: Keeping it in the fam I love it Danielle's amazing there we go.
1: Yeah she was she invited us to her house to her house and everything it was it was uh, amazing. one of the coolest experiences I've I've had <laughs>
2: Oh that's so fun. I love it I love it. it's amazing we feel so lucky to have her in our family
0: So <laughs> y'all's dad was a Basketball coach in college and in the NBA. What was it like growing up in that life? Um,
2: you know what? I feel so lucky and fortunate that um I had the childhood that I that I had. It was, you know, my dad was super intense, and so people know him sort of for his intensity and um that he was a disciplinarian, but he was actually a super sweet, loving father. Um. And I think Eric and I have talked a lot about it and he, was, and he was extremely funny. A lot of people didn't really see how funny he was. And I think my brother um, has done a good job of sort of showing because he's, he's great at bringing fun to, I think, to the sport of basketball. But my dad was, um, was really a loving father and always as a woman, um, my experience, which was very special, is that he... Um, just sort of instilled in me anything's possible. Um, you can achieve whatever you want to achieve in life if you work hard enough. I mean, he came from a very disadvantaged background, so um, he really believed that for being. So, um, of course, it had high lots of highs and lows, and we moved a lot, and it was a crazy schedule. But, um, but all in all, it was just a. It was a. I feel really lucky that I had the experience I did
1: um how was it you mentioned moving around a lot first of all I want to get back sorry I got two questions for you guys so you said he was funny a lot of people didn't see that uh didn't Eric Musselman do the whole Harlem Go Trotters thing based dad. on yeah so your dad is doing or your brother is doing a great job of showing your dad's humor with that that's kind yeah. of Karen's legacy
2: yeah it's funny because if, if you sort of go back and look at um some of the articles that were written when he was at University of Minnesota, you see um, he was sort of on the forefront of bringing entertainment to a sport. Um, and, and he wanted that for people that maybe didn't know about basketball or understand the game. He wanted every person that came to, to feel that sort of excitement and sense of entertainment, even if you weren't a basketball fan. So he understood that. and He wanted to yeah. sort of connect fans with the sport in every way possible um hence doing this pre-game routine with the unicycler and you know all sorts of fun things so um yeah he, he i i look back and he really he got that sort of entertainment component um i think earlier than uh, than a lot of other people did
1: and, and the marketing side of it too
2: yes absolutely
1: and then what else the other question um you mentioned moving around a lot. How, how is that as a coach's daughter? How is that like, I guess, moving around, having to change friends? What's that like?
2: You know, I, of course, when you're in it, you know, I, I look back now and think um, it didn't seem that hard because it was just part of our existence. Um, right. it was just part of what I knew and what I understood. And also we had a really um, happy sort of, committed family unit. So um, I think we had a clear understanding that where it does, it's not really the place that you're living in. It's the people that you're living with and the experience you're having. And, you know, he, he loved his work so much. So seeing someone that no matter if they were winning, losing, or, you know, things weren't going well, he really loved what he did. And for me to see someone that even when things aren't going well, still loves what they do, um, that that purposeful sort of mission driven life was um was wonderful to see so there was so there was always even even if you winning or losing there was always a sort of a sense of happiness that he got to do what he was
0: doing
1: could tell uh, had an impact on you
0: yeah yeah um, awesome. so did you play sports growing up? I
2: did no I'm not I can't I am okay at basketball because <laughs> I yeah. spent a okay. lot of hours five years older than I so I spent a lot of time um underneath the basket as the person that got to rebound. That you was know, I was <laughs> I was willing whatever I could to hang out with him and his friends because they were older. So um I, I did what I was told. so by osmosis, I'm not bad at basketball, but I didn't play basketball. I was a competitive gymnast, um, a very serious competitive okay. gymnast, um, for for a very long time. I did I stopped before I went to college. And then I also um was, was a competitive tennis player so I loved sports but two different sports than um than
0: the ones that we saw at night on the daily yeah uh, you keep up with uh um, Arkansas's gymnastics team because we have an incredible staff and and it, yeah and it's really fun to see I mean you know I look at all of the things the gymnasts are doing
2: now I just so much more than I did yeah. you know there's crazy field- just like off the charts i mean i I think i you know i am i'm in awe of what they accomplish because I sort of know from my experience how hard it is and then they're doing yeah. things so much harder than I ever did that um I'm, I'm just like i said in awe of what they accomplished
1: yeah i've always said gymnast has to be the hardest sport there is it's just yeah you, you can so- pick up golf you can pick up basketball you can kind of pick up baseball all that stuff but you can't you can't just pick up being a gymnast yeah, yeah <laughs> it's crazy um were you as competitive as as your brother and and bill i guess were you as because like, they're intense you can you can see it were you were you that way
2: you know um i would say uh i have to say i think our, my, our eric and i probably have the um different personalities in the sense he's more intense but i think my friends would say you know when it comes to um uh, so i played I played tennis as an adult quite a bit. They would definitely say um, that I'm competitive. Once I'm on that, once I'm on a court or a field. Um, <laughs> yeah, i say there's, a, there's a, a, for sure, a competitive streak. Um, hey, I like that. You know, I like the idea of being out doing a sport and, and giving it your all. And there's a winner and a loser on it. I, I mean, I sort of, I think I grew up with that. So I like that. I think it makes the sport fun. Um, I like to push myself um, personally. So yeah, I think, and I've, when I have a son who's, um, a, as a lacrosse player and is probably mm-hmm. going to college and I laugh because I see this, you know, he's, he's very sweet off the field, but on the field,
0: I'm like, wow. He's got, <laughs> he's got the muscle in jeans. I was about to say, he has the muscle blood in him.
2: Yeah.
0: So yes. Um, <laughs> you
2: know, it's hard. I think when you grow up in that environment, um, you know, I, I like competition. I think um I think it 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 if checked and you know it in, in the right way, um it could bring out uh, really great things in people.
1: Absolutely. And since you brought up your son, I guess kind of we're kind of jumping topics, but 33.9. Now I guess for those who don't know, will you explain what that is? Cause didn't your son wasn't this your son's idea during COVID?
2: It was, yes. So um, Henry, you know, it, my son um, loves sports, he plays basketball, but really lacrosse is, is his thing, but he also um, loves to skateboard and surf, and we were in California during COVID for us for a portion of the time, and he was doing a bunch of skateboarding and surfing out there um, in between, Zoom, you know, school and, and all of that, but... Time he said, You know, mom, I think it would be really c- cool to come up with a sneaker brand. Um, he, I love all these. He was sort of researching skate shoes, fashion shoes. We knew, um, and he knew that a performance shoe would be very difficult, you know, to the, the manufacturing side. So I just said to him, Hey, I think it's a fabulous idea. Why don't you research it? Um, and he liked this idea. He never knew my father, so he he loved the idea of researching my dad and sort of connecting that component because he said, I think it'd be cool to have a shoe that is more a, a fashion shoe, but marry it with the athletic side for mm-hmm. people because he said that combination could be really cool. Um, especially with a basketball background, um, and a li- and so I said, go ahead, do the re- research, researched, um, a bunch of different shoe lines and manufacturing. And then also he really did did a deep dive um, into looking at my dad's history. And he sort of came up with this. He asked me about 33.9 um, and the book my dad wrote and what it was about. And uh, it blossomed from-
1: What's your dad's book's name,
2: 33.9? So this, so the lot, so the, yes. So the shoe line is 33.9. And it mm-hmm. came from a book that my dad wrote. Um, and he wrote it when he was at Ashland college. So my dad's first job, he was very young. He was, I think 20, don't quote me on this, but about 23 and he got a head coaching job at Ashland college sort of. Oh. Uh, and so the book is about 180 pages and it was really a book written for his players and for the program. And as we read through it, you know, there's a lot of plays in it, but, it read like an instruction book for life because so many of the things he was asking of his players um, really were applicable in life. And so Henry said, you know, mom, this is so funny that it was written so long ago, but he's like, if you really wanna be successful in life um, as a human being, all everything he's saying is, is absolutely still true and applicable to someone my age, you know, 17 years old. Um, and so I brought this. I mean, this comes in all the shoes, so it's a it's called the playbook for oh, Life. Does it really? yes, and so that comes in the shoes and it 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 takes quotes from and the original plays from the book, um, from my no dad. Way. And so these are all plays that were from the book, and then you know it pulls quotes and it has like philosophy for life. So you've probably heard Eric say the three E's before
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, energy effort. and enthusiasm. Dad would write that on our lunch bags before we went to school. And he would say, you know, if you have the three E's energy effort and enthusiasm in everything you do, like you are just probably going to come out on the good side of things. Um, so it that was sort of the philosophy for life. So we lifted, you know, we lifted quotes, define your goals, and it and so this is really all, all this comes with it. And it's really just a distilled version of of that. Book. That's
1: really cool. Now, 33.9. Will you stay at the back of that real quick again?
2: Yeah, so this play is actually let me see if I can grab I have a pair of shoes. Is this there you go. play I that's gonna... Yeah, yes, it's Um, And so there's a, there's a picture of my dad that we found where he's got, actually, if you see the logo on the back, it says nation's number one defense Mm -hmm. Um, 33 nine stands for, which is he wrote the book, but also he wrote the book because they have the nation's number one defense and held the NCAA record for having the nation's number one defense for holding teams for the whole entire season to an average of 33.9 points.
1: That's insane.
0: And I don't think anyone's ever broken that yet. That No, I think they still hold the record.
1: <laughs> Nobody can beat. That's crazy. With this, this. So that's so- what I was trying to get to was the book 33.9 comes from the defensive stat that, and yes, and on this episode, I'm glad you're putting that there. We're going to put pictures at the bottom too. We're going to have a banner of it. But yeah, those shoes are amazing. And that's the girl one, right? With the pink on this- the back
2: and so and then wrote the book in 1969 so that's why there's 1969 on it and um, this is I just brought this this, so this you, the box, and then you know it has the nation's number one defense and then these it comes with the playbook inside the box so I showed you the playbook um, and then wow. a whistle and stick <laughs> and the plays in the box if you can see that um oh
1: that's so good cool.
2: <laughs> it says we believe in the long shot which is from my dad because he was always telling us like no matter you know believe in the long shot and then these are the red shoes so this is like i know that's the, the this one so that's sort of like and there's the play again um but the that play was on so when we did the research there's a photo of my dad and he's wearing the original he had a shirt that had that logo on it that said nation's number one defense. And he has, he's working on a chalkboard. And so we pulled all of that to put on the shoe. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah.
1: So, so this shoe, this whole company is not just some that y'all bought together. This is very well thought out, very well researched, very well. It's it's the real deal. So, yeah. And y'all also don't just sell sneakers too. Y'all have must buzz shirts. Y'all have, y'all have all kinds of stuff.
2: We have all sorts of stuff. we have hats, Yeah. Um, we've got, yeah, we've got baseball hats, we've got sweatsuits, we've got tees, we've got, like all sorts yeah. of fun things. We wanted, you know, we really wanted it to, um, it, there's probably about 25 pieces in the collection. I mean, the shoes, of course, are the, are the, are, are the sort of foundation of it, but we also... Um, have shirts that say long shot on them um, the big 33.9 which my brother loves to wear <laughs> um, but yeah lots of things.
0: So what got you into the fashion industry and that whole world?
2: I went over to Thailand my, my, my mom was actually living in Thailand for a few years and I went over there and got really interested the silk industry. I do not have a, fa- a fashion background, so I always tell people when they're stressing out about what they major in in college, you know, don't don't stress. I feel like there's a great, um, you know, I think that's it's stressful now. What are you doing? You're supposed yeah. to map out your whole. Um, yeah, I used to hate
1: that question. What do you What do you want to do when I'm a cop? Make a podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I always say Steve Jobs has a fabulous um, commencement Stanford. About connecting the dots and how he looks back at his life. And when he dropped out of school, it allowed him to take a calligraphy mm-hmm. course because he couldn't afford it otherwise, and how that became the basis of Apple's font. And right. just how so much in your life connect later. You just don't know it when it's happening. It might not feel like the right thing, or you might feel like you're failing in some way, but really, um, it's sort of life maybe helping you out um, eventually in a place that you don't know yet. So right. when I I have a degree in, um, advertising. And then I went back and, and worked on a master's for literature, um, with an emphasis, uh, uh humanities and with an emphasis in literature. And then I did a, a program at Harvard business school for entrepreneurship. So I, I, I liked this whole idea of building and making, and I talk a lot about it with cook for girls that I think it's so important, you know, to start, um, for girls to sort of, have ideas and that's why I love what you guys are doing like it's really cool you know you thought of something you you just jump out there and do it I mean it, it that's sort of what you have thank to you. do uh, I mean I applaud you for I doing that um, no, yeah, thank you. and so yeah so I, I didn't have a background in fashion but I, I was always very creative and I got very interested in the silk industry when I was over in Thailand. So when I came back to the states, I started a textile company. And I really was thinking, how can I monetize it? Um, and I also thought that fashion didn't have a place. Um, I didn't love how it made girls feel in general. I thought, you know, there's a place here um, for a company to talk more about the girl who was wearing the clothes than the actual clothes. And I and so. When I started, um, that was my emphasis, you know, and our mission at Cook is for girls to make their mark on the world by being joy makers and risk takers. And what that means and what we talk about a lot for, to young women is identify what brings you joy, which I say is usually on the other side of hard work and being connective. So at the end of today, I will say this podcast brought me joy. You know, like, what is it at the end of the day? And again, it's it. you like cool things where you meet new people or I see you guys are doing this. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? That actually was something that really filled me up today. Yeah. And I don't think people have enough time to really identify what it is. Cause it's usually the things you might not dread, but it makes you nervous or you, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I don't want to out today because, it, you know, but at the end of it, you feel good. Just that kind of thing. Right. Um, and then the risk taker is just to push, push everyone, out of their comfort zone to try things, and I always say, and to embrace failure. I mean, it's really not failure; it's just one step closer to 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 achieve mm-hmm. what you want. So yeah, um, and learning opportunity. So I, yeah, so that so cook started in that manner, um, and then yeah. we manufactured this. I wanted to do that, so that's sort of um, that like where I started, um, and then cook just built off of that mm-hmm. idea because I found people connected with. Um, with this idea of, of fact, you feel good and not bad about yourself.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. explain to us where the name came from. We talked about it earlier before we started recording, but oh, yeah. I didn't pronounce it Cook,
2: um, spelled K O C H, and it's my mother's main name. So, Eric and I's moms uh, is Chris. I'm giving my dog a little something because they're kind of loud. Sorry. <laughs> um, right. I have two crazy animals so um i have a thing i have my treats here for them um
1: <laughs>
2: but um, it's my mom's uh, maiden name so eric and i's mom is chris her name is chris cook before she got married and so i named the company after her
0: and so Perfect. you're based out of dallas right yes were you there when eric was other places yeah, so I
2: um had never lived in Texas prior to I went to SMU. So I'd never been in Texas prior to that because I'd lived on East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, and I thought, well, I think I'll try something some place I've never been and mm-hmm. um came to SMU and then stayed. So I've been here for quite a long time, but um but he's moved on moved around a lot since yeah. I've been in-
0: so whenever he took the Arkansas job, were you excited that he was so close? Because I know it's it's not a far drive at all. I've made that drive multiple times. Um,
2: I was so happy because I always felt like I got the bad end of the stick because he was on the West Coast a lot, you know.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was with the Kings and with the Warriors, and then he was uh, with Nevada. So my family is on the West Coast, you know, my mom and everyone so I felt like I was always the one being left out. Now I'm close. So uh, my mom gets a little frustrated because she's like, I want to be in Arkansas more. Yeah. <laughs> she's in California, you know, so it's a bit far for her. But um, <laughs> now that COVID's gone and you know, that is such so difficult, um, that's what made it hard for her. Um, she's turning 80, and but she mm-hmm. is a huge basketball fan and she just got to go to Hawaii and that was so much fun. Oh, you she, she going to
1: go? Has she ever been to Fayetteville?
2: um you know what she has not in fact um what was she's coming for sure she's already all planned out she can't wait she so covid was a factor and then she had knee surgery when she was supposed to come to arkansas so um but um she did go to the all the games for when they played duke and when they played um she was at the gonzaga game and so it was really sweet because eric came up in the crowd and um and he, she was the first person he hugged and it was because that was the first game that she'd been able to see in gonzaga that was such a great game together. that was a
1: sweet 16 wasn't it
2: The sweet 16 game so it was just
1: really kind of worked out more perfect for yeah. arkansas and for the muslin family yeah so it was fun
2: so did you go to hawaii too i did <laughs> everybody went oh, eric's the other two boys well course michael was there but matthew got to come and so it, mom came it was really fun we had
0: yeah how was that tournament experience it was crazy but it was so much fun to watch for us so um, well,
2: fun to watch. we just had a great time
0: we really did
1: did yeah. you get to go to europe too
2: i didn't i was supposed to but um i had a conflict so i couldn't make it but um <laughs> i was
0: sad to miss that one i, I don't feel too bad
1: because you got to go to hawaii so
0: that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> How often do you get to go up to Fayetteville and, and see them and watch the games? i try to go as much as possible. I was there for suits and sneakers, which
2: was really fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then my, my son is coming back. He of course has already scheduled all his games. Um, separate from me, Danielle's like, Oh yeah, Henry's coming. that. He's coming um for the game, the 21st, December 21st. Um, and then I'm hoping to come, I'm actually hoping to go to the Little Rock game. Um, that's where right. I am. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the, just because I have friends in Little Rock. And so um, it's the 17th, I think, if that's correct. Um, But I try to come as much as I can.
0: Yeah. Do you um keep up with like the other Razorback sports? Like, have you just turned into a Razorback fan out of all this? Yes. I mean, you know, I'm really amazed at how wonderful all the fans
2: are and, um all the support they give the athletics it makes it so fabulous for I think the student athletes and just for the community it's really it's really fun to watch it's, yeah. it's fabulous
1: so you can sense the camaraderie and all that that we have Arkansas yeah. is so unique that there's no other team in the state professional or any other team so it's all Arkansas and so no. I think that's true.
2: I mean, when I came, well, I went to my first football game last year, and it was the Texas um, Arkansas game, which y'all incredible it's Arkansas.
0: <laughs> it was. Oh, you were fun. there.
2: Yes, it was. I was there, and I mean, it was just so much fun. It was just such okay. a great experience. And then, um, you know, I, Bud Walton. Wow, I mean, I, I just, you know, I, luckily I got to go to games pre-COVID, and um, I remember I went uh, going to the Kentucky game, and that game was just. Like, the crowd, I just stood there like, I can't – I've gone to a lot of games, but this is really – The energy in their hairs,
0: The players, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. it's um, it's a special place. Did you get to go to the Auburn basketball game last year? <coughs> no, I was so bad.
1: Uh, either either it, that, That's not. I didn't my get to go either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of us went. But <laughs> that was one of my biggest regrets was the Auburn game. I'm so <laughs> mad.
0: Okay. Oh
1: but it's all
0: right. Do you have a favorite basketball related memory, whether it's from your dad or from your brother? Oh, good question. Um, it's funny, I was just talking
2: about this today because we were incorporating it in um, thirty-nine. because uh, we're, we're, we did a video on our website um, and we're getting ready to do another one. And so I was talking about it. And my brother and I, when my father passed away, my brother, I mean, my dad grew up in a small town, Worcester, Ohio. Um, Orville is 11 miles away. Orville, Ohio, which is actually it's a two-lane freeway that that goes from Worcester to Orville. And at the funeral, this old man came up to me and my brother and said, um, "Hey, I just want to let you know. Um, when I was driving down that two-lane highway, there was a young boy, or we like 11 or 12, and he was dribbling a basketball down the freeway. And I rolled my window down, and I said, Son, um where are you headed and he said i'm headed to Orville." and he said do you know that's 11 miles away and he said yes sir i do and he said well what are you going to do when you get there and he said i'm going to turn around and dribble back with my left hand (laughs) and so my goodness i know i'm so
1: so glad you're telling the story because i read about it or heard you talk about it before so sydney thank you for asking but keep going sorry
2: yeah, so we were just talking about for thirty three point nine that we want to do, you know, a short film like sort of showing that moment, um, you know, that anything is possible. And one thing I didn't say about the shoes, which is really cool, is on the interior there's a quote um, that. was from from my dad and it just says that why we believe in the long shot and what that means and that um it's the idea that no matter what challenges you're handed, if you have an unwavering will to overcome, you can beat the odds. And so that was, you know, from my dad. And that story sort of represents that. I think he always believed that. Um and so it's one of Yeah. I'm
1: wondering these shoes. You got me (laughs) I'm excited. Well, this I'm is glad you I told that story though. Do I? Go ahead.
2: I look forward to meeting both of you at some point. Yes, for sure. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll come say hello once I once I'm highly good to see you. Um, well, thank you so much. I love this episode. It was perfect and love hearing the stories that I've read about and all that. So thank you. I can't it couldn't have gotten more perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. <laughs>